Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. I'm AJ. I'm joined here by my partner in crime, Jamie, today. No Matt with us. None. There was no Matt at Fan Expo Boston 2023 this year, um, which was, you know, this past weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, it was, uh, I don't even know the exact date, August 5th, 6th, yeah. something like that. Something like anyway, that. that. That weekend, whatever that weekend-ish was. Oh. Um, but yeah, we went to we went to Fan Expo Boston. It was it was a mixed bag. Overall, it, overall, it was really fun, especially from a Marauder point of view. Um, you know, Jamie and I also do Rebel Legion, 501st things, and those those were fun too. But it's just very overwhelming, and uh, it's a lot. But um, yeah, we had our panel, which is our third Fan Expo Boston panel. I think we've had third year in a row. Yeah, it's our fifth overall. Panel. live panel in person in front of people that we've done our, our first our fifth um live show in front of people i think unless i'm forgetting one well yeah in in person because we've done the streams but those aren't panels those those no. those are those are live in front of people live on a stage like mediated through like the screen yeah live on stage um yeah this was the third fan expo we got to go so, so each time it was fan expo boston because that is like our local convention um and then previously we've also done pax east our other local convention <laughs> yeah so it's been three um, packs uh three fan expo bostons two pax east panels yeah we hope to make that three pax east panels next year that's our favorite Ooh, one i think yeah. although um fan expo has become really good because the first year we did it it was in a room like a panel room you'd go to yeah then and that was cool year, on its own but like it, yep. it was a uh, definitely a different vibe it was our first one we ever did, so we were like we were on cloud nine. It was really fun. We made a day of it. There's a lot of good memories of that from twenty 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 one. So last year, they started doing a new thing where um, the creator Chuck, stage. Yeah, the creator stage, and it's on the floor of the convention. And last year, it's tough because Chuck, the guy who runs it, Chuck Chuck full of comics, Chuck load of comics. One of <laughs> yes, those. that's his brand. Uh, he, him and his crew, they, they do a great job producing it, producing the show. It's very professional. Uh, it's very awesome. Makes us feel really cool doing it. Yeah, it's and, like uh, an actual like live broadcast. Like he, um, they like do like multiple multiple camera angles. All the sound is fantastic and whatnot. Um, the second year that we did it, so the first year with the creator stage, though, the sound was really difficult for us because it was the middle of the convention floor and it was like the middle of the day. And there was just a lot of busyness going on and a lot of people like attending were just like there because it was a place to sit um, yeah. in the middle of the convention floor. But this year, this this past weekend at Fan Expo, so our third year doing Fan Expo, second year doing it on the creator stage uh, with, with Chuck uh, running the show um, was much better because they, the spot where they put the creator stage for Fan Expo was uh, tucked in the corner finally. So it was on the show floor, but it was like, kind of to the side and so it was like you turned a corner and it's like oh here's this giant stage and not giant stage it was a small stage but here's this stage and it was like very cool to have like a little area like that and you could hear much better um so from yeah. like a doing the actual speaking on stage um 
it was it was a much better experience. It was the best experience yet for Fan Expo. For Fan Expo, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, which you know, it's they're going to improve each year with that, and hopefully, I will say check back with that in in general as well. Like the, the the creator stage has been awesome, but this year, panel wise as well, I ran one of the uh, Rebel Legion Five First panels as well, and that was held in one of the rooms. Um, and this year, they did actually have staff running the panels um I, I full disclosure like i've done panels in the past like for fan expo and um one year no one showed up from their staff to even check if we were there and then the year after that there actually has been like people like to like check to make sure you're okay and there's a tech person and whatnot to make sure that like if you need help um so that that's fantastic and i'm glad that there are like people finally like available because that's really really important if you're um showcasing at a convention to have someone there to help you with your slides and i learned how to use a new function on my computer that i've had for the past 10 years um this past weekend because the guy but showed me how to do it we won't bore people with those details because ah, i don't think i don't know anyone you wanted really to know how the weekend was i was telling you how the weekend was it was one right. of my highlights i learned Jamie, how to screen mirror i think that's a win we were driving around one day the day we did golf and heimer mini golf check out our social media if you missed out on that we did 36 holes but we said we all declared that Jamie was the most STEM of the group. And I just right right here was uh, was Jamie tapping into that a little bit. But which I think is hilarious because so if someone was to say to me that that I come off as like a STEM person, so a science, technology, engineering, math. Right. That, that's what STEM stands for. I didn't even know that. I think. Recently. But yeah, um, I think you're right. So I, I get bonus points for knowing what STEM stands for. Um, for to me, when when someone says STEM, I think of math first of all, and I am awful at that. Like I'm awful, cannot do it. But that being said, I I will like, dive into like any sort of like technical documents. Like I'm the one digging into like stuff for like taxes and insurance to like figure all of that out between like Asia and us and whatnot. Um, all of, like, not where I would have gone first, but I just well, all the all the random computer radio I'm, television stuff you've done over the years is where yeah i know how out, to use so. a lot of different softwares through the on both like operating like mac and pc operating systems they get hilarious whenever i'm telling aj how to like organize his files because he's using a pc and he's always like wait you can do that and i'm like yeah you can just do it like this well, and he's like uh <laughs> and this is why you're the most stem of us because matt and i operate almost the same matt matt is a way worse version of what i do like he'll i went on his computer once and he literally had so many tabs that like each one he had like i can't even describe it like he had so many so, on the top of his computer like i don't understand why this is a stem thing though because i have like a million tabs open in like uh the it's not the organization the app thing. on like my phone but like on my computer like it's a different kind of like web organization so like i, I don't it's like I don't understand why you guys think that I'm STEM. So question for the audience. Do I come off as the most like STEM inclined out of the Marauder trio? Well, because I, I don't brought see it up <laughs> because you went into the computer programming and the people helping out with it, the AV type people. Oh, so that's well, yeah. That, that, for that point of view, you're absolutely the most STEM. So. Look, because there's like this discussion is happening because you are the most STEM. The, because like I, I understand like AV technologies to a certain extent and then people start throwing it on terms and I'm like, well, you got to like take it like 10 steps back. It doesn't mean I don't you... know what that means. I know how to do it. though. The thing is, it doesn't mean you are very STEM. It just means between me, you and Matt, you're the most STEM. I still don't see it, but OK. What well, do you think? I'm <laughs> do you think I'm very STEM? 
Yes, because sometimes if I'm troubleshooting the 3D printer, you you go in there and you're able to figure it out over me. And I think that takes a very STEM-inclined brain in order to figure out that well, damn 3D I, printer. I disagree. We'll just agree to disagree. But <laughs> um, anyways, Fan Expo Boston was great. The creator stage, as we were saying, yes. Jamie went into the whole other panel she was doing in the other room. Creator stage is for... Um, like YouTuber, influencer, podcaster kind of people. And because of that, Father Son Galaxy was at it. And they've kind of been like, quote unquote, touring with Chuck and the Fan Expo crew there. Uh, they did Philly, they did Boston, they're going to do Chicago Fan Expos. And we've always followed them. They're another great Star Wars podcast. Uh, very cute. I, I feel bad saying cute. Like they're Keith, the younger one, would probably be like, oh, we're not cute. Like we're cool. But uh, Kerwin and Keith. Kerwin's the father. Keith's the the son. Father, son, galaxy, and they're just awesome. Like I love their vibe. Keith knows so much. Yeah, their um, show was so fun. We we caught most of their show actually as well on Saturday. And every like a like few minutes, I like nudge AJ and be like, "This is like incredible," because like Keith knows like so much about Star Wars. His impressions are like spot on of like different characters. It was it was a lot of fun to watch, and it was it was cool to see like another perspective like live like that as well and it was just great great to meet them because we followed them since we've started all this we've kind of they've been on my radar so. been on our radar i followed them on twitter and other places and um it's cool to meet them we met them briefly because they had to head out after their show uh we exchanged stuff they knew who we were we messaged them before the con too so um maybe we'll have something planned with them eventually i know we both want to do stuff together um, we could have a lot of fun with them, be creative with our little games. I bet Keith would probably love that. Um, but yeah, they were they were just among a couple of the other creators and Star Wars people we met yeah. at Celebration. Oh, Celebration. Jeez, celebration. my, bra my brain is my brain is elsewhere <laughs> at Venice, <Yeah. laughs> Boston. Um, so we met Emily Swallow again very yes. briefly. Um, with we were with Jack. Uh, Rosinante cosplay who we have on and his girlfriend Abby um, they were dressed up as Mando and Cara Dune and I was Cobb Vanth once again if you check our social media um, or even my personal one Boston Kylo you'll see a photo yeah, of all of us so that, that was super fun actually because uh, we were asked as um, Rebel Legion 501st members to help with the opening ceremony of the convention so since AJ Jack and Abby were dressed up as Mandalorian characters. Emily Swallow was one of the people to like help with the ribbon cutting ceremony. We were also casually backstage with the voice actor for Naruto as well, which we didn't and know. And Wally the until... Green Monster. Oh yeah, I was getting to <laughs> the Wally. Red Sox was <laughs> um, that, that was a lot of fun. And so we were we were waiting backstage with like all of them. And in the moment, I'm not quite sure actually if um Emily Swallow knew that it was all of us. I think that she knew it was Jack because he makes the three printed hammers that she auctions yeah, yeah. off um, for charity, which she did another one this past weekend for Voices for Cancer um, or Voices Against Cancer. Excuse me. Um, and so like that entire like exchange like happened and it was it was just very cool to like be part of that experience as well. Just backstage. Yeah, yeah, definitely didn't know it was me because I had my I was excited to see everyone, though. <laughs> We really wanted to go to her booth to chat with her with our Marauders flag, um, but the fact we didn't have Matt, it, Matt would have been uh, Matt has huge FOMO. We joked with him later. I was texting Matt. I was like, "Oh, we saw Emily. Here's the photo." We went to Jimmy John's for lunch after, and he was like, "Really?" <laughs> he had to like call me to make sure we actually didn't because 
he's very uh, i can't think of the word but he just has really bad fomo it's fomo yeah um <laughs> but yeah uh i would have loved to have caught up with her but she had a really busy weekend doing like different panels and karaoke night and different things yeah so. uh but yeah we got to see her very briefly and that was cool for that opening ceremony we also met star wars authors claudia gray mm-hmm. one of our favorites um wrote master and apprentice one of my favorite star wars books I recommend it. It's about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Who doesn't love yep. that? Um, she also wrote... Uh, uh, Lost Stars. Yep, another great... Bloodlines, then, right? Yep, yep. And, the, um, yep. and then a few from the High Republic. So Fallen, Fallen Star. Star, Into the Dark. She came yeah. up with Geode. Yeah, so she came up with Geode. <laughs> so I have to thank Matt for this because the night before the convention, the night before we went to go see her, he was like, oh, you should give her a meme. A year ago... We met Charles Soule, Star Wars author, and Star Wars Lucasfilm story group guy, mm-hmm. Charles Soule. New title for him. Um, we gave him a meme, and it was Ochi of Boston. Uh, he obviously didn't come up with Ochi, because Ochi was uh, in Rise of Skywalker, but he wrote... But he's, a, he's flushed him out a lot in the comics. In the comics. Yeah, he, he turned Ochi into a gem, I would say. And then Adam Christopher... Um, also turn him into a further well. gem yeah they keep just uh ochi's great yeah ochi is fantastic so it was a little picture of ochi um just in front of boston i think he was carrying a thing of dunkin donuts or he something. put a cup know. of coffee in his hand yeah i can't remember so this year matt was like oh you should do something like that and i'm like oh yeah i should so i i don't toot my horn very often but sometimes i come up with some genius ideas just like for <laughs> memes like i don't know how my brain works but it's like that jimmy neutron when his brain starts working and it shows all like the stuff going everywhere, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he has Neutron, a brain blast. Brain blast. <laughs> yeah. I honestly uh, haven't Jimmy, thought about the show in years. Jimmy but Neutron, okay. very STEM. <laughs> very STEM. <laughs> he's, he's capital S-T-E-M. STEM. Okay, okay. Who's so, who's Jimmy? Who's Asheen? And who's Carl out of us then? <laughs> Matt's Carl. Oh, jeez. I feel like I'm both Jimmy and Sheen. <laughs> I feel like I'm just so, Sheen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. I'm making memes for Claudia Gray. Oh, yeah. So um, I was like, oh, she created Geode. I had to think really deep. And I was like, oh, Plymouth Rock, Geode. Okay, that's the meme. And then I put Fenway Park in the background. I put a Red Sox hat on Geode. Once again, social media, follow us. I have a picture on there. <laughs> and Claudia Gray. You shared it Claudia as well. Gray posted it on Instagram. Um and it, geode saying boston rocks like as in like i love boston boston's cool. amazing boston rocks <laughs> uh and then geode's like or plymouth rock is like really so she loved <laughs> it's it a family reunion yeah, family yeah reunion. I, um we we printed it out like the day before the night before like really quickly a like a late night cvs run and i like just tucked it into the books to have her sign and so we're at her table um just chatting with her and i'm like yeah so i have two books to sign and i handed them to her and the person that came over to like so we can like pay for the signatures and she opened the first book and i forgot the meme was in there <laughs> so the, it, the meme is just like flying out she starts <laughs> laughing at it and then my card's beeping at the other thing and age is explaining it and it's this like arms crossed everywhere of everything and anyway it was it was, it was a good moment and I'm, I'm super happy that it was well received <laughs> and apparently um some other people were messaging me saying they met Claudia Gray that weekend and she kept bringing it up. So <laughs> I love that. I'm glad it had an impact. <laughs> yeah. Like Charles Soul loved the thing we made for him. I'm sure he still has it. Maybe on his fridge, maybe he framed it, put it over his bed. I don't know. But Claudia Gray, I think really, really loved it. It really um, loved it. Yeah. So we also met 
E.K. Johnston. Yes. Uh, she was there. I forgot she was going to be there. We and didn't we know she was going to be there. Um, oh, we didn't know? Okay. No, it was uh, it was a surprise because it was through a bookstore. So it was a bunch of other authors as surprise well. Surprise to be sure. Um, and, and yeah, there was a few times during like that weekend, like I awkwardly walked by her booth, realized who it was. And then I kind of like lingered for a moment. And it was like the day, the first day I was there, I was in like one of my like Legion shirts and I, I made my like Cad Bane style like Western hat. So I looked pretty recognizable. <laughs> i feel like um, she like i like stood oddly... there and lurked and then i walked away and then i came back and i was like hi i'm sorry that i was lurking earlier i feel like she like knew who you were oddly enough i don't I, know why, maybe maybe i i'm not sure i mean like i i do follow i do follow on social media um but she like she was stuff, very but... she was very down to earth really yeah. cool awesome to talk to she just felt like another cosplayer that we just talked to at a convention because I mean, she wasn't dressed up but like she went into she detail had a cool, about uh, costumes. Uh, and... One of the days she had a really cool uh, low-key dress that was like an old Her Universe one, which was really cool though. On brand. All of it. So yeah, she yeah. like mentioned that to us. Um, very cool to talk to. Since it was last minute, we didn't get to make her a meme. So next time we'll be on the lookout to make a meme. Um, yeah. But it was still like very cool to see her. So she signed a couple of our books as well. We're looking forward to Crimson Climb, yeah. which is the book about Kira. Uh, yeah. Between when han loses her on um on coronet city and then like when she joins crimson dawn mm -hmm. i think it's about that her climb ascending through crimson dawn uh i'm looking forward to that i mentioned it to her obviously that i was excited for it and jamie mentioned to me that like sometimes i think it was at san diego comic-con she was giving out books to people that mentioned it and i um i didn't get one but <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, it, I I think it's again because she was there on behalf of a bookstore um they had Diego. Like, different That's things like so yeah. yeah this this was just fan expo boston yeah there was some random exclusive stuff though like the polo shirts roosevelt's and whatnot and like there was like a one new release from the her, her universe booth but like you know what we didn't fan do this year fan expo we, cool. they, we didn't get the pint glass from newberry comics uh shucks i don't think we've gotten one in years we haven't gotten one in years we haven't gotten it since it's been like boston comic-con which was like we don't need any more glasses. 2015 <laughs> it's like when you do a secret santa exchange everyone's like please no more cups or glasses yeah <laughs> um so yeah that was it was great to meet her as well i think she even commented on my she was astounded by my Cobb vanth costume um, yeah which the, the specific question was, um, did we have to custom make the fabric? And uh, and so the answer is no. It is a specific kind of fabric called Swiss dot fabric. And then um, EK talked a lot about um, chatting with someone at Lucasfilm who did the costumes for the Phantom Menace and whatnot and just Padme's costumes in general. And man, she knows a lot about the costumes. She has done her research. Like I, I just Her and Kristen Baver. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> Uh, I just remembered, this is kind of a funny one-off quote. The quote of the weekend, possibly, might have been, I was standing with Jack at the 501st Rebel Legion booth. I was Cobb. He was Mando. We were doing photo ops for people. Um, and one guy was just like, oh, I love your armor. Oh, not Cobb Vanth, I love your armor, too. And then the guy walked away. And Jack turns to me. And when you're in the helmet, you can't really hear much, and it's all muffled. But Jack turns to me and goes, what that guy doesn't know is he just complimented me twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turned again and he was like and also jamie because jamie made most of that person, it wasn't complimenting you at all <laughs> no no i mean i don't i don't i don't want to be complimented i just like to wear it that's good. I mean, if that's he says i look really cool i guess that is complimenting me i am that's wearing great it, but... i love that um yeah that was a good one though 
uh speaking of costumes while we're on cosplay we caught up with our friend jen markham yes uh, a lot of people know her for her TikTok and for Trooper media. Mom and, and Grogu. We yeah. we love Jen. Um, Jen and Jeremy. I always love seeing Jeremy's them at conventions great. and just seeing what they're up to because they they are actually like the sweetest people like you're ever going to meet as well. And it, it's it's been a while since we've seen them in person. Possibly like a uh, celebration twenty yeah the one last year probably. Anaheim. I think it was the last time we saw them. Um, yeah, they're they're the sweetest though. Fun fact. This is a Holland Up Marauders exclusive um, to the public. Um, so you know how like Jen Markham puts the little Bills hoodie on her Grogu because um, it like fits fits him and whatnot. She actually got that idea from me originally. <laughs> let, let me let me explain. Um, she she got that idea because I we used to have a little Patriots hoodie that was on like one of my stuffed animals. Um, so this was like fall twenty twenty. I think would you say AJ? Sure. Was around a, I, I think this is important. This is important because this is when the Patriots, uh, it, was, it was really bad. It, it, they had a really bad start to the season. It was so bad that we took the hoodie off of our stuffed animal, the Patriots um, hoodie, and just like shredded it up and threw it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, but, I had it on a Grogu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I took it off it. of him. Yeah. yeah. And she, she saw it on the Grogu and uh, she, she messaged me and she's like, hey, that's really cute. Um, what, where'd you get it? And like, could I like do that as well? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. And so I was literally like, yeah, go do your thing. And now Jen Markham is like TikTok famous and it's because of that <laughs> damn little hoodie. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's, shucks. The hoodie did it. Yeah. <laughs> the hoodie did it. But um, yeah, love you anyways, Jen. It's all good though. <laughs> yeah. She's one of my favorite people to meet in the fandom. Uh, I mean, I would love to have her on our show one day just to talk about stuff. That'd probably be yeah. awesome. But uh, yeah, oh, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned Jeremy too because he's so in her videos. Like he's he's always so genuine and funny in the background as well, supporting. It's good. Her. And um, he he stopped by our panel at the end, and it was yeah. like that meant a lot that he came by. So yeah, our our panel was at like a really um, it was at a great time. It was six o'clock on a Saturday night, but um, most of the people who were at the convention who were into Star Wars were doing something related to Hayden Christensen, and yeah. Hayden's um, flight got delayed, and so all of his stuff throughout the day got delayed as well, and so most of it ran through our panel time, and then where our our panel was also really short. So crazy to um, think a Hayden Christensen airline delay. Uh messed up our show i know or or, well, or influenced our show people friends not be able to go who but yeah I, I had friends messaging me being like oh, i wish we really wanted to go but we were in line for hayden and i was like hey that's like that's a much cooler thing yeah to do it's that. like, like i appreciate little, you anyway though <laughs> you're meeting anakin skywalker so um yeah i'm glad they chose anakin over us because that's probably the best choice yeah that's more of a once in a lifetime thing yeah exactly but yeah like the panel was fun, and at the end of this podcast episode, when we're done talking, which isn't going to be too much longer, um, I'm going to put the panel. Uh, the audio probably isn't the greatest; like it's it'll sound like a live concert kind of thing. Like it'll be very echoey, and it won't sound as crisp as we sound now. Obviously, it's it's pretty good though. It's good, it's good, but like it's also on our YouTube page if you want to watch that. Watch too. just that. It's cool. With More the visuals. But as far as like the panels go, Jamie, what's like? what's your like thought process when we do the panels like do you obviously you enjoy them because we keep doing them but like what's like what is your thrill of doing it do you think this is kind of like i feel like this is a bold statement but like i i do get a little thrill with like public speaking sometimes um i i don't know why but i actually do especially if it's something that like i am like confident about so like talking about star wars 
in this sense and like talking about star wars with friends and i i just enjoy like having like that and it, it's just like a different energy when you actually do speak in front of like a crowd as well that is also like receptive of it and so like yeah. the, doing the panel is like fun in that sense as well and, and like plus like when we do like our, our panel experiences we try to make it as interactive as possible and it's the most that um it's a different kind of like podcast than like what we would normally do because it's not quite the streams in which we talk about like the most recent shows and, and people are chatting about it and we like comment back it's like no we're actually it's it's a pick your own adventure type thing and, and i always enjoy like doing that yeah and it's funny to think like it's it you've always been really good at public speaking that's probably been one of your good skills even through through school and everything and back to like when I was in school, I hated public speaking. Any sort oh, of speaking, I, I would like. I would be so nervous about it. I would be so nervous. I would like call out, call in sick. Not call in, it's not work. But like, I would be absent from class that day. I had to do a presentation. But obviously, I would have to do it eventually. But I would try to find loopholes where I could get around public speaking. But now it's like I love it. I really don't get nervous about it. Really, like you get some butterflies because that's just natural. But it's more of excitement than nervous. Yeah, I, I think that in, in anything, and this is just advice in general for public speaking, is you, you either grow into it or you just grow more comfortable with the knowledge that you have for something. So, like, I remember, like, in, like, earlier school, like, public speaking was not for me. Did not enjoy it. I enjoyed, like, performing. Like, I did, like, dance and theater, but, like, I didn't – public speaking was not it. I didn't really, like, get confident in public speaking until I got confident in, like, my knowledge of things, which was in college and beyond. And – it's just like a reflection of that i like to have a fun with the panels too and like if you watch our things most of the like i'd say three out of the five panels are now on youtube i can't remember i think um, most of them are but i try to i try to like jazz it up and chad uh, one of our one of our good friends and one of our best supporters here he he texted me i looked like a rock star during the thing and then he even went on twitter and said like aj looks like a rock star <laughs> like that meant a lot but like i kind of do that just to be funny like i'm not very um uh, i'm not a very like overly confident person in myself but i like to just have fun with it and like i always think of like our podcast as like a like a band vibe like obviously yeah. we wear our jackets and we have our things and our we're crossed arms and our logo and everything but like uh i just like to have fun with that i we get to do a live performance. So I in my thing, yeah, I, wear the, is. I wear the red Marauders jacket with the pins. I wear my sunglasses. Um, so I, I just like to do that. But that's my favorite part of the panels. Um, showing off a little bit with the fashion, even if it's terrible. But the, fa terrible. the, the fashion, the dead of summer fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's just something fun with it. I don't know, because I've never... I feel like I've always wanted to like be in a band or something. And this is the closest I'll ever get because I say that, but I've never even tried to really play an instrument or anything. The maybe, musical talent. Maybe I could be an amazing like guitarist or something, but I just never tried. <laughs> Although maybe I have tried, you know that, but not like not for real. But uh, I just got to keep at it with any sort of hobby. That's that's what the live, it is. The live con uh, convention shows are just really fun to do. Yeah, and we're going to keep are. doing them. We said we weren't going to do one this year for Fan Expo. And we did it anyways. But uh, yeah, last thing that I wanted you to mention was right before this, before we ran upstairs to do our thing, uh -huh. uh, you've been reading Rise yes. of the Red Blade by Delilah yes. Dawson. Uh, anything you want to say on that quickly? Yeah, so Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade um, by Delilah S. Dawson. Um, she wrote the Phasma book, um, which which was the in, um, the intro for Vibe Marathi. And so like this one, 
Rise of the Red Blade. Man, I am loving this book so far. I'm pretty sure I am like one chapter away from like Order 66 happening and I'm about to like cry. Um, but I, th this book has been like really, really good so far. Like half of it, it's, it's three parts. And the first part is like pre-Clone Wars a little bit, like leading up to like the Battle of Geonosis. And then it's um, the beginning of Geonosis and like the beginning of the Clone War and like the main characters, like what 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 they're up to and then i'm assuming part three is going to be when they're an inquisitor because that's they're the main character and that's the name of the book and it's inquisitor as the red blade um i i'm super excited to finish it and th this book has been really really good so far um kind of has like blown me out of the water so far <laughs> which is good to hear because yeah you read a lot more of the star wars books than i do i try to yeah. stay to the major ones i am listening to this one currently um when I have time and I have been enjoying it a very, uh, a lot. I just like that era that it takes place in there. Uh, yeah. So if, you're, if you're a clone Wars fan, a Jedi fan, prequels fan, inquisitors fan, it all checks all those boxes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good to hear you say that you like are blown away by it. Cause when you read these books, I'm always like, Oh, so what'd you think? And you're always kind of like, it's been a while since you've been blown away by star Wars. Yeah. The, the past like handful phase one of, Republic, phase probably. one of the higher republic i loved phase two i enjoyed but it didn't really like blow me away there's also like a few last titles i need to read out of phase two anyway but phase two didn't really like click with me for the higher republic um and so like now that we have a new book that's not in the higher republic but is also like casually my favorite era of like the end of the clone wars beginning of the dark times i'm just like super excited about it and and it has been a very exciting book a very exciting read yeah and speaking of books, um, some of my favorite Star Wars books have been the Certain Point of View books, mm -hmm. which follow the, so far I followed the uh, original trilogy movies. Uh, the Return of the Jedi one is coming up at the end of the month, I believe, or early September. I don't know the exact date, but very soon we, we have uh, early copies that we just got. And I've read a little bit. And the reason we got those is because we're going to be interviewing Adam Christopher and Kristen Baver at the same time mm -hmm. on a future episode coming soon. Uh, probably in the coming weeks. I don't know yet. I have to schedule that out. But I just wanted to mention that um, I love I love short stories. I don't know if it's because I just I mean I don't Your have short, a short stories guy. I don't have a short attention span. But when it comes to books, you have a short attention span for books. I, I have. I don't know what it is. No, you do. That's what I it think is. It's like a, a <laughs> uh, an impatience or something, and it's I don't know. It's that it's, is a short attention span. I just <laughs> I just really enjoy short stories. Yeah. Um. When it comes to anything, but especially when it comes to reading or writing. Um, but I've, I really enjoyed the Empire Strikes Back one. Some of my favorite stories are in there. And this one, I've read like half of Kristen so far. I didn't get to Adam's yet because we just got him today. But uh, I'm loving it. So I am look forward to that. That's going to be fun for us. Hope you guys enjoy that too eventually. And uh, yeah, this isn't the end of the episode. We're going into our live podcast if you want to stick around for that which is about 20 minutes. But yeah, Jamie, I guess uh, sign us off here. Yeah, Into so um, uh, stick around if you want to hear our entire uh, broadcast from Fan Expo Boston 2023. And if you're going to head out, well, thank you guys for joining us uh, today, however you're listening. If um, this, is, this version of this podcast is only available in the audio version, but if you want to check out the video of the, um, the panel, that's available on YouTube. And you can find us everywhere on social media at Holland at Marauders. And... Yeah, we'll see you guys next and time. Oh, yeah, you'll see us next I? time on Holland Marauders. But and <laughs> I just remembered because it's in the corner of my eye. Uh, 
be sure to check out our Patreon. And I know I always try to plug that in here at the end, but we're doing a giveaway. Um, we're doing giveaways every now and then. We're going to say every month, but don't hold us to it. Uh, we did one in July, June. It was like an action figure we gave away. Mm-hmm. And the one we're doing right now is the 332nd Clone Trooper Pack that just came out. Like so try to, you can join our thing. Uh, enjoy the community we have there and the bonus things we have, but you can also be entered to win the Lego. Yeah. And then as Jamie was saying, we'll see you next time on the Hall at Murders podcast. Enjoy our live panel. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Hall at Marauders podcast live at Van Expo Boston. Uh, yes. <laughs> thanks everyone for coming. We're going to have a fun time here on this primetime Saturday night spot here. Yeah, so thank you Fan Expo for allowing us to have the Saturday night spot. This is our third year that we've done Fan Expo. Um, Fan Expo is our home convention, so we're always happy to be here. And yeah, I'm super excited to be here tonight. Absolutely. So a little bit about us first is obviously we're a Star Wars podcast. Um, We've been doing it since 2020. Mm -hmm. Officially. Yeah. I mean, everyone seemed to start some sort of new hobby in 2020 with nothing really going on. So we started a podcast, um, and our, our good buddy, Matt, who can't make it today, um, this is the first panel Jamie and I have done on our own, so this will be a different dynamic, but a fun dynamic. Um, but yeah, we started a Star Wars podcast um, to just like have fun and create a positive influence on the Star Wars fandom, because a lot of people, you guys know the Star Wars fandom, it can go different ways, but we just want to have a good time, spread, spread the love, have a good time, be positive, and yeah. Yeah. Um- yeah, we're sad that Matt can't be here, our third co-host. Uh, yeah. He decided to go on vacation this week, and we told him not to, but he did it anyway. But it's okay. Um. Yeah, he's like our comic relief character, um, but very wise <laughs> at the same time. He'll know he knows everything, every piece of lore and everything. So he's he's great, and we miss him today. I'm pointing to him like he's a force ghost here or something. But force ghost Matt. Force ghost Matt today. <laughs> but yeah, so other thing about us that makes us a little more unique is. We do a lot of game type episodes on our channel. We'll do like build a blank, build a Jedi, build a bounty hunter, build smuggler, and so on. And at these conventions, we do those and we have you guys kind of choose what we're going to do or build. Or um, As we were talking with Chuck over there before, um, what we're doing is kind of like a choose your own adventure style thing, sort of. Yeah. So we each have our own thoughts of how this is going to go, but you guys get to pick. So it's... It'd yeah. be weird. It might be different <laughs> from any other panel you've gone to, maybe. I don't, I don't maybe. know if that's hyping it up we too hope. much. But, uh, so Jamie and I are going to each choose our own teams, draft our own teams, um, like a sports draft or any sort of picking thing. Um, but the thing that we're choosing them for is up to you guys. So we're going to choose three of you, if you guys have ideas of... Example would be like, oh, running a restaurant an esports team or something like that. Um, we don't really want an answer that's like, oh, it's for a team deathmatch or something. Like, we want, we, we want you guys to think deep and come up with a funny idea that we can pick these teams for. And then ultimately at the end, we will, um, you guys will choose the winner of which team is better between the two of us. So. so we each already have our teams picked out, but we just need the what are they doing. Yeah. So um, we both have like our concepts in mind of like what we think it's going to be. But um, 
we don't get to change our answers once it's there. So we're going to go through our characters as we go through it and be like, yeah, this person would be really good at video games, I guess. And like, it's like a droid with no hands. So like, we don't know how it's actually going to like end. And we're putting you guys on the spot, sort of. So we'll give you some time to think about it. And in the meantime, Jamie and I are going to ask, ask each other a couple of questions, um, you know, just to, just to be, yeah. keep it going here. So think about it, and then we're going to ask you. We we'll, do have we'll backup back plan as well if no one has ideas, but please, think of something. You guys will have good please. ideas. I have faith in you. So do you want to ask me your questions yes. first? Yes. So, uh, AJ, um, if you could make an in-universe sitcom, who would you have star in it? That's a good question. Well... One thing about me, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. So when I think sitcom, I think I go Seinfeld right away. So in Seinfeld, I mean, they have, they go to the diner all the time. They go yeah. to Monk's Cafe is what it's called. Uh, what better diner is there than Dex's Diner? No better. In episode two. So I don't know if it would be a show about Dex, like a sitcom about Dex running the diner. Okay. Like, that would be pretty unbelievable, I think. Yes, so, it would. I'll go Dex. I mean, I'd, like Zeb from Rebels could also be a good, good option. Uh, I don't know. With, like, the waffle, like, sandwiches that, like, Ezra, like, slaps out of his, like, hands. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta love Zeb. Gotta love Zeb. Great to see him in Mandalorian Season uh, 3. Yes. His cameo there at the end. I keep forgetting that happened. Yeah, no, it, was, it was fun. <laughs> but uh, I'll go Dex. I'll go Dex Designer in that. That'd okay. Be, that'd be great. I love it. That's perfect. Um, my question for yeah. you is... So, Jamie's a huge Star Wars cosplayer. I am as well, but she makes all my costumes for me. Um, I just like to wear them, but she's very gifted with that. So, what Star Wars cosplay are you most proud of making? And it's a two-parter. And what is your current dream Star Wars project? Yeah, so um, I think that the one that I'm most proudest of making that I've already made so far is uh, my last Ray costume I made. So the one from The Rise of Skywalker, the fully white outfit. Um, when that first got announced, I didn't want to make that outfit, but I've made all of the other Ray outfits, and she means so much to me. Um, but I made that outfit from scratch, aside from the pants, modified them, and it was really difficult. It had a lot, a lot of challenges, and it's a little difficult to wear in general because it is all white, and I'm a klutz, so everything gets stained. Um, but I, I'm really proud of that outfit, and uh, the cosplay I'm looking forward to the most. What is like your current dream? dream? I guess if you had an infinite budget to build infinite this costume, budget. yeah, okay, what would you choose? Budget questionable skill uh, my Enfys nest that i've been working on for the past like five oh, wow, years yeah. <laughs> um Enfys nest is in our logo and i have all of the hard parts for it so the helmet and everything else um but the skill is still not quite there um one day so, so to transition um season two hunter because i am actively working on that right now with and the I'm, armor yeah with the with full the armor. armor and have everything ready to go cool yeah yeah um okay are you guys thinking of you still things? thinking for questions or uh, answers? We're like literally stalling for time for you guys to think. <laughs> no response. I love oh, yeah. it. Perfect. All right. Okay. Um, another question for you. Uh, episode one is one of your favorite Star Wars movies, right? And you have yeah. a lot of merch from it. Yeah. What is your favorite piece of episode one merch that you own? And what's like a white whale episode one merch? So my favorite piece I just recently got was an inflatable... N1 Starfighter back from 1999. I bought it on eBay, inflated it. It smelled terrible. It smelled like old plastic, but had to get it. Um, I don't know if I should use it like in a pool or at the beach yet. I probably should, but I have it hanging from my ceiling uh, behind my podcast setup. So if you guys watch our podcast, it's in the background. That's probably my favorite piece. 
my white whale is the MTT. There's like a in episode one, they had the droid carriers, like the big, big brown tanks. They made back then for Pepsi, they made a cooler that opened up, and out came the soda cans with like the battle the droids. droids. Yeah, yeah, with like the droids. So those things are like eight hundred bucks on eBay. Yeah. So one day, we'll if, find if, one if day. I hit the lottery. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess. Does anyone have any uh, suggestions for what we should be, be building our teams for? Anybody? Yeah, anybody? Walking around with the mic. Bueller. Yeah, go ahead. What do you have? A pizza shop. A like, pizza, a shop. pizza shop. Yes. Build I like a team it. For a pizza shop to like manage the store and everything. That's pretty good. Okay. Okay. I like it. Any others? We'll take up to like three. Then we have in the front as well. An epic dance battle. An epic dance battle. Okay, that's not bad either. We, I we, like that. Could we modify it to be like they're a dance crew, and so the the five of them a compete dance with crew. others. Okay, I like it. Okay, I like it. Pizza shop dance crew. Anyone else? One more. All right, so we're between pizza shop and dance crew. What do you think? You used to dance yourself. I did. Yeah. I do love the pizza shop idea. I do love the pizza shop. I don't know. We do a coin flip. We don't have a coin. The dance crew's pretty wild card. I might have to go with Let's that. Let's do dance crew. Dance crew's good. It, yeah. That's a good idea. The, the, the dance I, battle dance crew. I do love the pizza shop idea. Yeah. My, uh, my team's going to be a mess. <laughs> I, I, mine is too. That, that's what's fun about this because you, you guys will see. So okay. we'll get on with who we're picking here. Okay. So uh, we each have our teams already prepped. Um, so let's see. Um, so our first choice, the pick is in. <laughs> so I went with Mon Mothma. Um, I think Mon Mothma can throw down on the dance floor. Younger Mon Mothma. Um, the reason I chose Mon Mothma ahead of time was because she's a great leader. She's very brave. She can play multiple kind of roles, as we've seen in Andor, which was awesome. Um, yeah. And yeah. I guess what we're doing, we're pitching to you guys why they would be good why you on should that pick team, our team. You know? So. Um, so I, I picked a, a Gonky first overall, um, just because he's the one sure king. <laughs> it's true. Um, the golden gong. But uh, but really though, if Gonky was on a dance crew, he'd be like really good for just like going like up and down like all the time. He he'd be he'd be the choice. I can picture a gong troy just like break dancing yeah, somehow, just, like, like spinning, spinning on yeah, his head, like spinning the legs. Oh, yeah, aw. that'd be nice. That would okay. be good. Um, pick two. Pick is in. So this one, if you know me, this is very predictable. Kylo Ren. Um, I cosplay Kylo Ren. My Instagram page is Boston Kylo, so I don't know if I would want to see Kylo Ren dance. He is pretty swift on his feet in these lightsaber battles he's been in and whatnot. Um, he gets beat every time in those, it seems, but uh, he has some moves. I don't know. He might be a little stiff, but he has some, he has some moves. Um, some nice cape action, spinning, yes, twirling. Yes, really good. Yeah. Um, so I have a confession. I actually picked the dance crew one because I picked this exact droid. <laughs> um, Did you pick all droids? Are we getting? No. Okay. Um, so I picked DDEC. So he's the droid from Jedi Survivor that is literally a DJ. Um, he he dances side to side, back and forth, and he like has music preloaded into him. Uh, so he is a perfect choice for a dance crew or any sort of like throwdown because he's ready to go. Yeah. He's absolutely ready to go. He brings his own music, so I mean, that's, you can't beat that. I feel like I'm helping your team. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, pick three. So, there's no better dancer than Salacious B. Crumb. You can't, you can't change my mind on that. 
Um, he, you know, he listens to the music all day in Jabba's Palace, which uh, we'll get to that eventually too. No spoiler alert. Um, I'm, I don't know. Salacious B. I mean, you can't He's beat great. him. Who doesn't love Salacious he B? From? Also, okay, to help you, he He's kind of weaselly, but he adds in the element of like uh, singing along because he laughs so much. So sometimes there's like dance routines, you know, where people will have like a yelling element, be like, yeah, go this or whatever. So Salacious B just starts screaming in the middle of it just to give a little. Okay. Maybe I like that. I'm helping you. Yeah. I, I need it, I think. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, so for my pick, I picked AP5 from Rebels. And uh, in this Another exact droid. moment, he's like singing for the photo that I picked. So I guess it kind of works out. He's more of like a delicate uh, type dancer, but I feel like he'd be more of the one organizing everything, definitely, and uh, would would knock you into shape if you weren't doing the right thing. That's that's for sure. AP five, he definitely can sing. Yes, he floating can. in space. That was a wild scene <laughs> so in Rebels. So um, Yeah. All right. Here's that. Here's that spoiler I gave. Uh, the music in Jabba's Palace. Max Rebo. I hate to say who doesn't love Max Rebo because I just said that for Salacious V, but he only has, I think, like, he's built very interestingly. Yeah, some pictures you see, like, his hands. I think are he, from only his has, legs. he only has it's legs weird. for hands. It's so, But they're his hands. But they're yeah. also his legs. I don't know. Um, I dare you to look at Max Rebo, um, but, but be careful. Yeah, there's some stuff <laughs> out there with Max Rebo. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of seen him dance at his piano. Yeah. Um, I, I did. I sort of chose a musical team by accident, I guess. We didn't I mean know. to. Yeah. Um, but you have your droid that plays music. I have my... Yeah. I don't know what the... The piano... It's the pianist Max Rebo here, but... Yeah. Um, so my pick is a BU4D or a Buford. Uh, he's a resistance droid. You probably, if you've been to Batu, he's actually, like, in the background as well. And, um... I can picture this guy, like, spinning around and just, like, dancing about. I think that that would work out really well. He's just meant for, like, maintenance and making sure everything is, like, a top tier. But he'd be, he'd be very good at spinning. Yeah. Spinning, spinning's a good trick in, in dancing. Yes. So. Oh, my God. I'd like to know, like, who would win these round, like, round by round, which dancer is better. But I don't know. I forgot I picked this. So, Saboba, <laughs> who I think is similar to Max Rebo, where he, he walks with his hands. He definitely walks with his hands. And Saboba can dance. And... He's going to find a way to cheat, too, because yes. very competitive, always wins. As Watto says, he always wins. That goes with dancing, too. Um, he's got those sweet goggles that he can, uh, I don't know. He, he's very fashionable, which goes with dancing. Okay. He'll have a nice ensemble for this competition. He's, and, a, uh, he's a big poodoo talker. You need that. He's going to sabotage your team somehow. It might backfire. I don't know. Toss it's the bolt. Disqualified. <laughs> um, so I picked the fairy droid. Uh, from the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, he can sing. Uh, he's got some nice legs there, so I guess he can dance if he really comes down to it. He can dance if he wants to. Imagine, <laughs> excuse me. Imagine that thing dancing though, because he has like the spindly legs, but he's a regular astromech droid. Oh my god! Like, this probably is a good choice. of all the newer like designs in Star Wars, that's like one of the best ones I think. This is okay. This a, was difficult uh, to find a picture of because they sell this as like an actual um, model on Batu, and so like I kept finding photos of like the droid that's like this big with the legs, and he's just sitting there with the legs crossed, like hey, everybody, 
Um, but finding an actual, a photo of the actual one with the full legs was near impossible. What do you call those guys in Venice? The, uh, the, the gondola. The gondola the people. Gondola captain, I guess. Yeah. Yes, sure. We, we haven't been to Venice. We're not very cultured with that, <laughs> I guess. Um, um, so our teams. This is not the first time Jamie's chosen an all droid team, I feel. When did I do it before? I feel like it's been, I feel like you've done an all droid team and an all clone trooper team. Which is very on brand. Do you want to describe I, your outfit while you're while you're? Oh yeah, it? yeah, sure. Um, so I was gonna wear uh, regular. I have um, Hunter's green outfit from season one. I was going to wear from the Bad Batch. I was going to wear that today, but things didn't work out. So I ended up putting together uh, summer camp counselor Hunter. So I have bracelets. Omega made me. I made a T-shirt that says Pabu Island Summer Camp. Um, You've got postcards too. I do have postcards. One, so if anyone wants a postcard, please come up later. I do have postcards. <laughs> I but love yeah. the Bad Batch. If you're not familiar with our show, that's all I talk about. <laughs> it is, usually. 75% of the time. Maybe yeah, maybe 90. Most of the time. So, our teams. Right. does my team win or does Jamie's team win? Uh, if you vote for Jamie's team, raise your hand. We got one. My true fans. Every, <laughs> Thank you so much. A lot of, everyone's like Din oh, in here. I oh, got the crew And Chuck well. voted. Okay, okay. <laughs> A lot of like Mandalorian kind of people here where they don't like droids, I guess. Okay, in okay. Jarn. So AJ's team, who wants to vote for that? Ah. Max. Because see, of Max Rebo, okay. I, I'm pretty, I don't know what the word is, but I'm pretty sly with my answers in these things. So I'll choose fan favorites like Max you know. Rebo, Salacious B. You play the audience. Matt, Meanwhile, yeah, I'm out here I, with the droids, just like. It's not a phony choice though. Like I love, I love those characters, so we had to choose them. <laughs> But yeah. So we have, and thank you again. So we have an epic dance crew. Um, the winner of this dance crew is Mon Mothma, Kylo Ren, Salacious B. Crumb, Max Rebo, and Sabalba. It was. It's really Max Rebo that won, though. It seems so. Uh, what if, if these, if they both were dance crews, who would win? What do you mean? Like if we pit, pit our two teams against each other, because I didn't know it was actually going to be a team. We thought it was just going to be a, be a restaurant, restaurant or, or something. something. Okay. We could even go to, if it was the pizza restaurant, who would have yeah. won too, but I mean, I think, I, I love droids, but I don't know how well they can dance. They're very restricted. The yeah. gonk would be great, yeah. but. They, they, they go into the resistor bar, have a little independent, they'll be fine. Yeah, Loose true. <laughs> Just let loose. If it was a pizza shop, who would have won? Would it have been Jamie's team? My team, yeah. Alright, so Jamie. Droids are the best, okay? I almost picked the droid from Book of Boba Fett. That was the chef with like the six arms and all the knives. Oh yeah. That, that, then, then I would imagine that guy on a dance team. Or like a gonk droid that's also a pizza oven. Yes. Or something. Like he's literally an easy big oven, just like open the door. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, as <laughs> as we usually do, and without Matt, who's an absolute windbag usually, uh, we, we we go through these things pretty fast, but they're very fun. Um, but if anyone wants to ask us any questions about any opinion in Star Wars or anything really, what's our favorite pizza flavor? Flavor? Topping? Flavor? What? Um, yeah, feel free. I don't know well, yes, if anyone has any it. questions. So thank you guys so much for yeah. helping us build all of this. And um, like I said, I do have postcards if anyone wants one. Um, but we're the Holland Up Marauders podcast, and you can find us everywhere on social media at Holland Up Marauders whatever social medias exist at this point in time, because you know how that goes. Um, but we post uh, on YouTube all the time, youtube.com slash Marauders, and that is where you can find us. Have any of you, I'm curious, have any of you been to one of our panels before? Thank so you. we have 
three. Was it at PAX East? It was here? Okay, oh, here. okay. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming yeah. back, and thanks for all the new faces for coming by. Um, we'll probably have a panel at another Boston convention in the next year or so. But yeah, we're around. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.